Welcome everybody back to the uh, Veteran Influencers Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you guys always showing your support. Uh, I see a lot of day ones in here um, that are, you know, always commenting and, and sharing out the feed to make sure we get the most um, attention possible. And so as you guys know that with every podcast that we have, we always have a special guest. And today the special guest, I actually met him while I was on the drill field and I was there from about 2010 to 2014. He's no longer active duty, but obviously he was at the time. And to me, he stuck out because he was um, always taking the time to mentor other drone instructors, especially the ones that were just getting there. And uh, he had so much knowledge. Uh, you know, the way he moved, like, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> to this day, like, I've never seen somebody move so fast in my life. Like, the guy was always intense, never stopped moving. Rain shine. I remember one day he, uh, we were walking, uh, he was marching his platoon through, I think we we're going to, like, clothing or something like that and or uh, or sato and he had like his charlies were all muddy like his pants were just like covered in mud and it just didn't phase him whatsoever and I, I just loved it that was the epitome of just who he was constantly intense always soaked from screaming and running around always setting the example what it was to be a marine and not only that but he didn't allow that place to change who he was always had a great heart just a great person in general ladies and gentlemen my friend my brother from another mother Hugo Frosto. Oh man, dude, you with that intro man over here trying to hype me up better more than I am, man. <laughs> no, not at all. Listen, I only we only tell the truth here on the on this know, podcast. Man. That's all we do is tell the truth. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those, those are, we definitely definitely met you at a time in life where you know things were definitely really chaotic and just you know the struggle was real there because you know. For us as the new guys, you never, you know, you didn't get love from anybody. It was just a matter of, do you have work ethic, work ethic and that's it, you know? So, and I, I would see a lot of guys come in and, and, you know, the whole mentoring thing is just, I, I always, I always wish someone would have given me some type of feedback or some kind of, you know, Hey, let me take you under my show, my, my wing and, and, and help you. You know, it was, it, you know, the company that we went to, it was the, the, the hat slayer company, you know, they, they were known for that. So, you know, there wasn't always a lot of love going on. So that's why I always try to do a little something to, to help other people out. I'm assuming that background behind you is not, it's not a real background, right? You, did you like yeah, set it virtual? Hey, I see. <laughs> I thought I was, all, look. <laughs> I uh, thought I was the only one, baby. No, man. No, I gotta, I gotta do it like this for the, uh, for work, you know, the zoom meetings. Right. I, I'm, I'm always on, on zoom meetings. So I gotta, I gotta have something, you know, my kids are crazy. They run around in the background and, you know, right here, they stay incognito. It's like putting up a curtain. They can't <laughs> see anything behind me, you know? So. Gotta have something in the stash. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. You know, they could be taking naps behind me or my wife could be back there sleeping too and no one can see it, you know? Name the whole house is napping, huh? <laughs> as a matter of fact, they're all back there taking naps right now, man. Nice. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, as long as we don't get too loud, I guess. But, um, so also in the beginning of the session, before we actually get started with uh, the live story, typically people are always putting comments. Uh, I hear uh, Mike Trotter saying, or Malik Trotter saying that he's back at work. Emac, hey, first donation of the day. Uh, my boy Emac, this guy's been following me since Twitch. Uh, you know, we play Call of Duty a lot together. You know, I try to uh, reach out to a lot of different um, streams and I'm on mm. Twitch as well. And I always nice. see him and he always comes through with a donation. Hey, Emac, I appreciate the love, brother, man. Same here. Uh, change the cycle. Absolutely. 
That's awesome. That's a great way to get started. And I appreciate each and every one of you guys just for all your support, comments. And if you guys do have comments or questions throughout the time that we're actually doing the, uh, the podcast, feel free to, to uh, put it down there. And if it's for Hugo, um, you know, obviously he's got his phone next to him. He can uh, let, let me know when there's like a cut time, he can read the question. And if I, I see it and there's a cut time, then I'll, I'll go over the question as well. Other than that, sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> hey, so, so let's get started. You know what I'm saying? Hey, wh- yeah, what's man. going on? I mean, I want to start from the beginning because I sp- in the intro, I spoke a little bit about who he, um, Sergeant Froster was on the drill field. I didn't really know you before. I've known you afterwards because I feel like we've done a pretty good job of uh, keeping in touch. Not every day, but it was enough. And I know we've been trying to like meet up to, to go over some stuff before I actually leave, which we still need to do. Uh, obviously yeah, the coronavirus thing kind of like threw that off, but we're going to make sure that happens. But I want to kind of, for like the first bit, I want to kind of paint a picture of uh, who Hugo Frosta was from like, like the younger age prior to the Marine Corps, kind of like growing up childhood. Uh, then I want to kind of go into prior to the Marine Corps in the Marine Corps transitioning and afterwards, and then who you are as an entrepreneur and like when that whole phase started, when you knew you wanted to be one. So before we, Hey, appreciate the donation, man. You guys are already on it. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate the love. So, um, so, so baby, baby Hugo, I want to know about baby Hugo. Baby Hugo. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, dude, I've, I've grown up, you know, um, ever since I was little, like my, I kind of had already the, even though my, my, obviously my parents weren't in the military, they're, they're immigrants that came from Mexico. Um, okay. We, we, we typically, you know, we moved around quite a bit, you know, because my dad would get a better job. He'd go somewhere else. And he was always, he always had that mentality that like, I'm going to do what I can to, to, to improve, improve my situation, and improve my family situation. So he would, you know, he, he would, he would take jobs and we would go different places, you know? So I, I kind of got into that, used to that cycle of like, all right, we're going to be here for a little bit and we're waiting for dad to pick up that next rank or that next level. And then we're going to go to the next spot, you know? And so I grew up in a, you know, typical Mexican family got three other brothers uh, I love those guys to death you know and um, you know it, growing growing up I, I wasn't always like that you know I wasn't I wasn't the type of person that I am today I was always messing around in school you know I, I would play sports but I wasn't really I wasn't really like that athletic athletically gifted type you know I was always just sport real, of choice? Um, I did wrestling and football and now oh, okay yeah, yeah I mean I I I like, dude, I'll be honest with you, man. I freaking sucked at wrestling. Like it was just, it was rough. You know what I mean? A lot of people but, do but, when they start. Yeah, man. But it, cause I started in high school. I started right off the bat freshman okay. year. And uh, I was just like, you know, I was really, I was really like, it, it, I was really drawn to it. Cause it was, it was challenging. You know, like you really had to give it, you, you had to give it your all. And it was only you, there was no team around and it was just, you know, how, however good you did, there was always room for improvement, but it was all on how much you could drive yourself. And um, it, it really measured how much heart a person had, you know? And so I was always drawn to that. And then, you know, when I was a junior in high school, the whole 9-11 thing happened. And, um, wow. you know, that, that started to shift my, that started to shift my perspective as far as like, man, you know, I felt, I felt kind of a sense of, of duty of wanting to, to be, you know, to do something about what had just happened you know, with, with the country, with the attacks, with everything. And so um, I, I, I had started talking to one of the recruiters. And, oh, you know, hold, hold on one quick, before we go too far up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I want to make sure we paint because we got a good time, uh, a good amount of time to paint the segment of you prior to. And believe me, we're going to have so much time to go over that. And I'm so yeah. interested in it. Um, so you said that you wrestled and you started uh, while you were in high school. Um, yeah. Like, how far did you get with that? And then when did you start football? And, like, how, like how far along did you actually get with that? Oh, so my, my you know, I started with both in my freshman year. You know, okay. growing up, when I was younger, never really played sports at all. Never did it. You know, any type of, 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 of like, organized sports, obviously. I would play with my brothers. We'd go to the park, play with other kids, stuff like that. But as far as organized sports, I never did it until I was, like, in high school, you know. And, right. um, you know, right off the bat, um, my freshman year, very first year of wrestling, I'm having to wrestle varsity. Because um, <laughs> at the time, at the time, there, um, we, we were a new program, like, like, the program had been around, but wasn't too popular. And right. so, so I got thrown in. There was like, hey, we got no one in, in, in this spot. You're, you're, guess what? You're, you're, you're now varsity in this spot. And here I am, like, brand new, never, never, like, you know, never really wrestled other than playing, you know, doing WWF with my brothers in the living room. Yes. I'm like, oh, do some elbow smashes. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to go off the top rope. Nah, Someone's gonna get tombstone. I don't know. Yeah, someone, <laughs> someone's gonna get the stunner, you know. And and no, it wasn't like that at all, man. I I went in there. I got my ass whooped. Like it was bad, man. Like first, you know, first match I had was against this kid. Like he was a senior, freaking solid. You know, he 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 was just like, man, he made my nose bleed, all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm just like, man, this this is a sport, man. This is this is a struggle. And so I mean, I didn't have. I didn't have any of the, the strength or the endurance that the like seniors had because these, some of these guys have been doing it for like ever, you know, they've been doing it since they were four years old and stuff. And me coming into it, you know, I, it, it, it was, it really, um, in the moment, like that, that season, that season being a freshman on my first year wrestling, it really taught me, like in the moment I, I was like, man, I was really disappointed because I, I ended up having like a, like a four and, 20 record like where oh, I was like wow. going in and I was getting smoked every uh, like every single match because it was like 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 seniors you know what I mean and those right. four wins were like the to the same two dudes from like one school you know what I mean you just had the number I'd be, like, I'd be like hey <laughs> everybody else might beat me but you you ain't beating me and it was like you know yeah, yeah. it was like their c-string you know <laughs> the junior 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 jv dude that they threw out there just the they, they came off the injured reserve and they just threw yeah. him in the <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, you're going to wrestle this guy with no leg, man. Hopefully you win. Yeah. And I'm like, I won by a point. You know, it was close. No knee bars. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, man. So it, it was just, it was rough, man. But, you know, going back and looking at it in retrospect, it's like, you know, that taught me that that season of losing, it taught me to develop a mindset of just having heart despite the situation, despite what was going on. Because, I, right. I, you know, I could have been like after the, the second or third loss and been like, man, the, these guys are seniors. These guys have been doing it forever. These guys are, 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 you know, they're too strong for me. I could have made every single excuse, but I stuck with it the whole season. You know what I mean? And then I ended up, right. you know, I ended up continuing with it. And, and then like, I just fell in love with it. Even though, even though the, the losses sucked, I liked the process that I was going through. Cause you know, during the summertime I would go like I had the, we, where I lived at, there was this huge riverbed. And I would go and I would start running. I would run, I put on a bunch of plastic bags, and the sweats and everything so I can drop weight and start running through the riverbeds. I'd start like lifting weights on my own and doing different things to try and improve. And, right. you know, I, I kept progressing and 
you know, I played football my, my sophomore year. Didn't really, didn't really have too much into it because I was like more enthused, enthused with like uh, wrestling and everything. What position did you play in football? I played, I played nose guard and then uh, left, like left guard and mostly, I and mostly bench the there, man. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I was just like one of those, like, I, like, I like to hit. You know, because yeah. I was like, believe it or not, I was, I mean, even though the guns are out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was always like the shortest and skinniest yeah. kid in school. Yeah. Like, I didn't hit six foot until like my junior year in high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and like, I, I like to play receiver because I always felt like I could jump higher than most people. If you threw it anywhere, my hands were just nice. Or like some, I learned to eventually play quarterback because I was so strong at throwing the football. I can launch it deep. And, you know, like during school, Dude, you always yeah. have those like little... <laughs> Nerve balls for lunch. <laughs> no, you know, you know what I remember. You just made me think of uh, that time we played. Um, what was it? We were on an off cycle. We were on break. Right. And and uh, first arm made us come in, and we had to do we had to do Pete like just a you know a whatever PT session, right? And right. we're we're over there playing freaking um, dodge. We're playing dodgeball. Oh, oh, I do remember oh, that in the gym. Dude, you were murdering people, man. I was like sitting there. At first, I was like, all right, let's go. Bring it, bring it, bring it. And then you're like, wham. And you like hit someone in the head. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this dude can throw. Man, I was like, I was like, all right, hey, uh, I'm going to go get some water. I came back like 20 minutes later. <laughs> hey, I was getting my licks back from everybody talking crap throughout the cycle. I was like, I know, oh, man. I'm new, so y'all want to take advantage. <laughs> man, I want all the smoke. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember you were, you were throwing some heat. And I was like, damn, how's he throwing? dodgeballs like that man <laughs> <laughs> i forgot all about that but yeah that was yeah. it and then we you know we did some basketball in between time too so that's that's definitely some good times yeah that's crazy so you played uh, a little bit of uh, nose guard and uh, on the line uh yeah. for football so like what was it about football that just where you felt did it not click or was it just like oh, i wasn't really feeling it or i mean it it didn't really it didn't really um like I understood mo most of it, but it, it just wasn't, um, I don't know, man. It, it, it just, it, 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 I didn't feel as drawn to it. You know what I mean? Like mm. I didn't feel as motivated. Like, yeah, it was cool to go in and do like, you know, some group, you know, some group activities where we were getting to play. And I got to meet a lot of, a lot of guys that I still stay in contact with, but right. it's like, I, at the same time, it wasn't something that I was like, oh man, like I really feel like, like it was challenging, but not challenging like wrestling was, you know. And um, you know, um, my like towards towards the end after my my sophomore year, I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm done. I don't want to play football anymore, you know. And I I just I tried to do just wrestling, and then my my junior year, my junior year, I only went through about a, a couple. I only went through a couple weeks into my junior year of wrestling, um, oh, wow. just because. Yeah, I ended up I ended up actually like uh, blowing out my knee because uh, I was wrestling I was wrestling one of this our, our heavyweight okay. and uh, we were just doing it in practice one day and I, at the time I was like 160, 165 and then he was two like 265 so like mm. 100 pounds more because this this dude was just like a straight up gorilla like played <laughs> he he played freaking D line that um, was a beast coming yeah, back from the huge. NFL to come wrestle me huh <laughs> yeah pretty much dude he no he was a huge dude. I, I forget his name. Um, we used to make fun of him though, because he had a huge ass freaking mole like right here, you know. Um, Just slapping anyways, kids around on the mat though. <laughs> oh, dude, he was huge, man. He was huge. But I, I went to go try to like, like obviously it's one of those things where you're 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 young and you're just dumb, you know. You just want to try to do different things, and so 
I, I tried to throw him. And when I threw him, he went one way and I went the other way. And we all, we both came down on my knee. And so like, I ended up, uh, you know, tearing some stuff in there. I had to get like surgery and stuff. And then after, after that, that was a, that was a wrap, man. And, and around that same time, that's when the whole, you know, later on that year, that's when the nine 11 thing happened. Right. And, um, once that happened, man, I, like I said, I, I just started, you know, I started wa- wanting to, cause I had no intention of ever joining the military, you know, like my junior year, you know, we, we would take like the MEPS test and all that stuff. And the recruiters <laughs> would come in and I'd be like, man, I, I'm never joining the military. Like I gaffed off the test and I still got like a really high score. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I was just Did like, you have family whatever. that was in? No, man. I, I'm actually the you first You knew nobody one, that was in the military. I, I didn't know anybody that was in the wow. military. Wow. That's crazy. Like, like, it's funny, man, because it's like, um, you know, it, looking back at it, I laugh at it now because, um, you know, my senior year, we had to do a, a senior exit project where, okay. you know, we did a project on something that we that we we wanted to do in the future when we grew up and stuff like that. And, right. I remember and, that. Know, I was always really I was always really in like drawn to the stock market. Like um, I, I I would I would go to Starbucks, you know, during school, <laughs> like like, you know, sometimes I would I would I would go to Starbucks in the morning. I would buy a, like a New York Times or a newspaper or something, and I would pretend, I would pretend like I knew what what it said in like the you know the stock section and all that stuff. I just look at the numbers, right. and you know it all started for me when when I saw um, uh, it, I forget the name of the movie. It was a a, a John Leguizamo movie. I think it was like Carlitos Way or something like that. And oh um, okay. And and it's just you know when you grow up in in obviously in a Hispanic in a in a, you know, you, you know, too, man. And when you grow up in a minority culture, it's like you, you only, you can only get out of certain, certain lifestyles. If you either are like a drug dealer or you're playing basketball or, or, you're, or, or playing, yeah, playing some kind of sport, man. And like, A, I didn't play, I don't play soccer. <laughs> B, I, I'm, I'm not athletic. I, I ain't got no skills like that. You know what I mean? So I was just like, when I saw that movie, that movie, it just showed that like, Hey, there's a, there's another way a completely different way where you can make a lot of money and, 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 and it's, it's different. You know what I mean? Right. And ever since I saw that, it, I made that connection and I was like, Holy crap. Like here, this dude was where he thought he was at the top of the world being a drug dealer. But now this other dude that he just met from wall street is like killing it and making way more money than he could have ever dreamed of. You know, it's just, it, it was crazy for me to see that. And so I made that connection that, you know what, maybe that's somewhere where I needed to be, but um, you know, obviously nine eleven changed detoured that route for me for for a while, you know. Right. Yeah, so that that that's crazy. So if you had to like pick something that was like your main um motivation to join the military, are you saying because your situation awareness, like you knew where you were at and I knew that I had to find a way to get away from it? Was it now you kept mentioning nine eleven? Was it was there something about it to where you're like, okay, I wanna I feel patriotic, I feel like it's my duty to serve my country. Um, cause obviously it wasn't because of people like, and a lot of people, they actually, they end up joining cause like their dad or their grandpa or something like that, you know, and they, they speak highly of them and you know, they remember the memories of maybe like I do of my, you know, my dad waking up in the morning, house smelling like smelling like stay flow, ironing their camis and, and, <laughs> and spit shining boots, you know, yeah. but if you didn't have that, like, what would you say was your main motivation to join the military? Honestly, man, it, it, I, I really think it was, it, I, I know for a fact it was 9-11 because mm-hmm. I remember, I remember walking in, you know, my first class that I had on that day was a uh, French class 
it was my elective. And so I remember very vividly just walking in the class and they bring that rollout, you know, TV with the, with the VCR and everything that they plug into oh, the wall. Oh, I forgot all about yeah, that. Man. So they roll out that big 27-inch giant tube TV That's on the wheels. Crazy. They roll it in and they're just like, you know, hey, we, we, we're going to show you guys some stuff. We're going to put on the, on the news because, you know, something happened. Something went, went down in New York and we think it's a terrorist attack. And so they, they put it on and just everybody was silent. Like normally we're all messing around. No one's paying attention in this class. The teacher's pretty cool. She doesn't care. She's getting paid, you know? And, right. Uh, <laughs> and so we're sitting there, and I just remember being, like, really shocked, man. Like, like, what the hell? Like, this is going on here in our country. And I just felt this huge, like, like I couldn't, I couldn't walk away from it. Like, I needed to do something, you know what I mean? Right. And even if it meant, like, you know, at first, I, I, you know, I, I, didn't, I, didn't know the, I didn't know what the Marine Corps was. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know there was any other branch other than like the army and the air force. Right. And, and so, so no Navy, huh? <laughs> no, yeah. no, dude. I, if there's Navy out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, but honestly, bro, like, cause I, like I said, I, I didn't have any, any other like family or friends or relatives that, that, that were in the service. So all I knew was, was the army, you know? And right. by chance I, I, I happened to come across a, a good, uh, you know, Marine Corps recruiter that was like, Hey man, like you can like there's a service out there that's way better than all of them and like check out this uniform and you know once i saw those dress blues i was like all right man i get I, Dude, you got me all right i was like, I was like yeah. all right all right those look pretty good yeah yeah but yeah man that that's that's what led me to it um it was just a huge sense of of just a, a call to duty man a call to to do something and to do something and serve something greater than me you know right because in the moment i was just like you know, I thought about going to college and stuff, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not disciplined enough. I don't have the grades for it. I've been slacking mm. off too much in school. And, and it, it was just a, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did it because it, it ended up working out for me pretty well, you know? Right. No, that, that's awesome too. And I, I know you spoke a little bit about like, when we talked about your entrepreneurial spirit, we talked about, uh, you said you had some type of interest in stocks and whatnot. So we're definitely going to get to that. But if you, if you can kind of like speak a little bit about your Marine Corps experience from the time of uh, PSC Frosto to the time that you um, actually transitioned out um, and then also how the stocks kind of fit in before and afterwards. So if we can give that quick little timeline. Yeah. Yeah. How are we doing? We're doing good on time. We're oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so I, I try to do like the first half is more of gotcha. story and the second half is, well, it's going to tie in anyways because what you bring is, is the whole grit mindset and transitioning out so realistically um it it all ties in together so yeah we definitely got time yeah man so like i you know i, I ended up i ended up signing up i ended up leaving like you know graduated shipped off went to you know back in 04 went to the went to the marine corps you know i got off man instantly like you know you know i'm you know the feeling man <laughs> like got off that bus in san diego and or got off the flight in san diego and i was just like holy like what did I get myself into man do I really right. like I started questioning my 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 you know everything I was like dude do I really want to be here and you know obviously I went through all of those steps uh, I you know in boot camp which I gotta say you know I thought my drill instructor was real cool until I actually became a drill instructor and then I realized that they were like the sweetest the sweetest <laughs> dudes in the entire world man 
Wow. I was just like, I was so disappointed, man. I was like, it's funny <laughs> because, you know, I, one time in third phase, I freaking, uh, my, my drill instructor, my drill instructor, his name was uh, my third hat. He was a, uh, a Puerto Rican dude. And he uh -huh. sounded just like Scarface, bro. His name was, uh, his name was Sergeant Cartagena. And he, he would get pissed off, man, because he'd be like, he'd, be, he'd look at us and be like, Abos, he'd be like, Jujos, don't you dare call me Scarface. Scarface is Puerto Rican. I'm Cuban. And he'd sit there and like, you know, go off on us and stuff. But one day in third phase, dude, we, I'm sitting there like polishing my, my, my shoes, getting them ready for the, the battalion commander's inspection. Yeah, yeah. And this dude just looks grimy. He looks like, you know, eyes bloodshot, like, like you know, terrible five o'clock shadow. Dude's, he's struggling, right? And he's like, he's like, hey, man. He, or he, just, he just looks at me. He's like, he's like, look at me. And I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, don't you ever, ever do this job. <laughs> he told me that in boot camp, man. And I remember... <laughs> You know, you I remember, listen. dude, I didn't listen, man. I remember being, I remember being a, uh, I was a, I was a brand new drill instructor on my, like the, the very first, uh, I want to say like right after that first F1, I was just like, I remember, I remember I was in the head and I was just like sitting there and I was like dripping wet because we had just barely put them to sleep for the first night. And I was just like, damn, man, his head, his, his, his voice came into my head and I was just like, I should have listened to him. This sucks. <laughs> this sucks so bad, man. <laughs> I know, man. That's how I filmed the high school. Yeah, man. Man, I don't care. It's so funny how when people want to act tough, they always go, man, boot camp was fun to me. I'd go back in a heartbeat. And you're like, bro, oh, you, you can't even handle simple tasks. Like, I know you don't want to be in boot camp. Stop trying yeah. to act tough, <laughs> you know, or the high school wasn't as bad as it. Listen. I'm not saying it's like the, the worst thing in the world, but if you're sitting up here saying DI school is easy, then you must have not gone during a certain time because yeah. it, everything meticulous, T cards, like if there was a little wrinkle in the corner, ripped, redo it. And you know how long it was when you're tired, you're like, try to do those damn T cards. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, man, I, I remember, you know, you know, speaking about like grit and just mindset, man, I remember I, I, I was just getting the team I was on on that very first cycle, man. Like I, I was getting worked. Like I, I was, I was the third hat. Um, I don't know how it happened, but I got bumped up to be the third hat, right? Oof. On my first, on my very first cycle. And then I had a uh, good old Jolly Boy as my fourth hat, right? Ooh. So two brand new dudes out of at a DI school are rest in the peace. third or fourth hat. Yeah, rest in peace, Jolly. But we're there and. Uh, we're getting worked every single night. As soon as we lights go out, bam, uh, 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 a freaking front and back filled out eyeballs list of stuff we got we to gotta do until, you know, you know, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning, you know. And I, I was just, I was getting really, really down, man. And just like, dude, like, this sucks. Like, I wish there was a way to quit. If I could quit, I would quit. And I remember the, the, the very first time, like, I was like, I finally got to see my wife because she dropped off some laundry for me and everything. We're sitting in the car and I'm just telling her, I'm like, man, I'm miserable. This, this sucks. And that one thing she told me that I always remember that, that it, it, it helped me out a lot with, you know, just diverting my mindset when things get rough like that is that, you know, I was like, man, I'm miserable. I'm freaking miserable. This sucks. This is bad. And she just looked at me and she was like, well, you know, embrace that hate. Like if you're miserable, make everybody else miserable, channel that same energy, that hate, that like, 
hate and discontent and push it right back out. And so it's like, I did just that, man. I'm like, oh, all right, you know what? That makes sense. If I'm going to be there and I'm going to be feeling like crap, guess what? So are the recruits and so is my team. I'm like, because they're, I was like, they are not going to yes. be able to, I'm like, I'm like, they, they're going to have to be there because they're not, they're going to be scared to leave me alone because they're going to be like, damn, what's Frosto doing? Should I come back? Like, I can't go home because I don't trust this guy. He's going to jack yeah. some, he's going to jack up some kid and we're all going to be under investigation or something. And so, oh. so ever since then, man, that's, that's where a lot of that intensity came. Cause I was like, all right, you want to work me? Guess what? I'm going to make you work too. And we're going to both, you know, we're going to both suffer through this together, you know? And, you yeah, know, that's, that's something. Yeah, go ahead, man. No, that's what I always noticed about you. Cause like, you know, that's some of the things that I remember. I don't know if you remember this. I remember we were at the, uh, well, we're not going to talk too much about the pits. I don't know if you remember that. There was a specific <laughs> day where we know, I don't want the, <laughs> anyways, but um, I remember being at the McMap, right? And I think it might have been like my first McMap session when I was there because I was the only new hat out of my out of my class that went to you know Kilo Company, and I, I was asking my team, you know, I had um, I had uh, first Sergeant Weber and uh, what was his name, Matt? I forgot his, I can't remember his name, but anyways, um, and he was telling me he's like, dude, no, I'm like, oh, typically yeah, Lee. The, Lee, there we go. He's <laughs> he's like typically you know McMap's not that real crazy, you know, you know you always try to find the hidden movements of when you can kind of chill out a little bit. And then when I saw everybody going, I was like, looking at my third hat, I'm like, bro, you just told me like, what? You're explaining yeah. the conduct to me and you, I'm lost. Next thing you know, I'm getting tore up. I'm like, what? And it's like, I don't care. And I remember you pulled me to the side and he's like, Hey, check this out, man. I'm going to show you like an easy way of how I learned how to do it. And then I would just like, I would just watch you like in and out of the classroom, you know, classroom, attack the classroom, you know, open it back up, attack classroom. Next thing you know, it was just like, I, I found what I was doing wrong. I was like, I was taking too big of steps because I have long legs. And I would just see your little. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got to do that. I got to figure out what is he, what is he doing? Mulch going everywhere. Sweat. I was like, once it clicked, dude, it was a whole new story. It's so funny, man, that you say like a little bird, man, because it's like, uh, when I was, uh, my first unit that I went to, I was in three, five and, uh -huh. uh, that's actually where I met Jolly and, okay. um, yeah, me, me and him, me and him were on deployment together, but, uh, a lot of my friends from that, from that unit, man, they used to call me Birdman because, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd be, we'd be running in PT and they'd, they'd be like, man, you run like a bird, you know, and they sit there, they say that my, my feet were going all fast and choppy. So <laughs> yeah, it just made me think of that, man. But, no, yeah, it, dude, it, I mean, it was crazy, man. Like I would say you. In Gentry, what well, I, I yeah. think he's a lieutenant. I don't know if he's a captain yet, but lieutenant, lieutenant Gentry, like that dude was a savage man. Like, I, yeah. and and I lucked out. I didn't think I was lucky at the time, but I lucked out and got him two cycles in a row. Yeah, second yeah, and man, third he, cycles. I, I actually, I learned a lot from him, man. Like he was actually, he was actually one of the dudes that like he, he was just awesome. You know what I mean? He, he oh yeah. He'd always he'd always be there for me. So, and I learned a lot from like. There, there was a few, there was a few definitely, but yeah, man, I mean, once I, once I was there, I mean, once I was done with the Marine, with, when I was on the drill field, honestly, man, like that actually, that experience of having to undergo all of that stress and all that hard work of being there, man, it, it really made me, it really made me like, just reflect and think about like, all right, you know what, 
I think I want to, I think I want to do something else. Like I, I think I want to do, cause I, I was seeing all the hours and stuff that I was putting in right. and just all, all the hard work and effort. And I mean, you know, I, I was able to master this stuff pretty well as far as like, you know, organizationally and just being able to Crazy. Like, be like, all right, plan ahead, do all this stuff. And I, I just kept having these thoughts in my mind like, you know what, the effort and the amount of work that I'm putting in, I really think that I could get paid way more somewhere else for this. Mm. Like, I love, I, I love it. It's cool. But I want to get paid more because I got a wife and kid that wife and kids that I never see. You know what I mean? So right. Once I started, once I started thinking more and more about that, the, the drill field started to actually drive me to wanting to do something else. And while I was there, I actually, that's where I started college. Like I would never sleep, man. I, I would be on like, I would, I would be cool when, when I had duty, I, I would be working hard to knock out as much as I could during the day. And as soon as lights hits, I would hit the books. I'd be like, boom. All right. Lights are out. I'm hitting the books. I start, start doing classes here and there, knock out my homework, go to sleep at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning, wake up at, at four the next day. And then, you know, be on the boys, you know, start, start training recruits again. And that, that's where it all started for me. I ended up getting my associates while I was there on the drill field, you know, that's, that's I, so I, crazy, I man. Like you were always, that's one thing I noticed about you is because sometimes people will say, like, I was always like, I always look sleepy. Like in the beginning, like I couldn't, Maybe because I just, I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Like, I was on some teams. I didn't really sleep. But, <laughs> yeah, like, it, I, I just, I don't know. I always just look tired. Like, it, and I, I would say, I'm going to be honest, because, like, every drill instructor wants to make it seem like, oh, he was the most intense. I was never tired. Nah, I was tired. And I would say my third cycle when I was with, it was me, Gentry, Garcia, mm. and Steber. Mm-hmm. that's when it was like okay cool and then the next cycle um it, it was, was it me little garcia or big garcia little garcia oh okay yeah listen i i love animal i i, <laughs> I love the guy to death yeah but he will slay you with a smile on his face and make it seem like nothing like oh no dude i know man i had him as i had him as my my j my first cycle man he's like He's like, he's like, we've, we've got some more stuff to do tonight. <laughs> you know, the voice he, he didn't did, like he to did. sleep. I know, man. I was just like, dude. But you know what, um, though? When I became a senior, that's when I realized, because when I was a senior, I didn't really sleep. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, because you have all type of energy when you're not running around and screaming all day, you know, and you can kind of control things a little bit more and when who goes yeah. home and all this other stuff. but. No, I, I figured out the tricks and trade. I just wanted to make sure I never did, you know, did that to, to, to people dirty people. like that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so, dude, you so know, you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, go ahead. So, you know, you, you talked about grit, right? Kind of like how you push through, you, you spoke to your wife, which is a great thing to do. A lot of people look to their family for uh, not only motivation, but for advice to how they can get through certain situations. And if you can get through those situations with your family, uh, actually involved in it, to me, that's like a better situation because a lot of people, try to do things on their own, especially like the quote unquote, the alpha males, uh, Marines, you know, sometimes we internalize things and we try to do things on our own, but you obviously involved your family with it, which is great. And I'm assuming you did the same thing while transitioning out. I know that's uh, something that you want to kind of harp on is like the transition process. So can you kind of uh, let the, uh, the, the veteran influencers community know, like 
what it was like for you transitioning out and like what, th- what some things you learned and what do you think you could have done better if you could go back in time? Yeah, man. So like transition wise, man, it, it, when I was first setting up the steps, like, um, I went from, I, I was like, you know what? I want to be a, like my, my last few years in, in the Marine Corps, I, I had been studying, um, I was doing, taking a couple of pre-law classes and I was like, you know what? I want to be an attorney. I want to be right. an attorney and I'm just going to make it happen. And the biggest mistake I did was that, you know, I had the goal in mind. I had the, the, the dream in mind, but I didn't have all the planning done. You know, mm-hmm. if you go outside the wire, you go on a patrol, you don't have all the briefing done. You don't want have all the prior planning. People get killed. And right. for me, I suffered a lot because of that. You know, like my wife was like, she, you know, I'm very, I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate that my wife's, you know, she's ride or die. You know, she's like, whatever, like, you know, if we got to eat beans and rice, we eat beans and rice and I'm, I'm sticking with it, you know? And, and I'm very fortunate in that sense, but it's like, I dive, I dive, like I'm the type of person where it's like, if I want to do something, I want to, I want to do it. Like I'll dive in, I'll go, I'll go full in. I'll start shooting and then ask questions later. You know That's what, what I mean? I'm talking about but, right there. But, but unfortunately, you know, when you're doing that with a family and a wife and kids, it doesn't go as planned, man. And for me, Fact. I got out back in 2014 in October. Um, I had that dream, had that vision. I came to Arizona where, where I live at. And um, I, I, w- I went, I, I was lucky enough that my parents were like, Hey, you know what, you know, stay with us until you get on your feet. And had it not been for them, we would have essentially been homeless, man. Cause I took my last, I took my last Marine Corps paycheck, at, you know, at that time. And I bounced. That's all I had, man. Rent was wow. due the rent was due the very next, you know, you know, I had to pay all my bills within a couple of weeks again. And I needed to figure out a, how to, you know, where to get a job, where to land a job. You know, I still needed to, to start school. I needed to feed my wife and kids. And my, you know, all we have right now in the moment is a one room where my family has, you know, was, was kind enough to let us, to let us stay in their master bedroom. But there was five of us in there, you know, my wife, my, my, my three kids, you know, we're all having to squeeze in there. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, it was for a second, it felt like I did. I won't say a second, man, for a whole year and a half, it felt like I, I made the wrong choice because mm-hmm. I would see all my peers. I would see all my peers, you know, getting promoted. They'd get like, you know, staff star they'd get all these different things. And for me, like, I was just like, I, I had this, I was like, man, I got out thinking I could make more, but here I am you know, essentially homeless, living in one bedroom with my wife and three kids. And I've got like, I'm starting off at ground zero. You know, I don't, I haven't right. finished my bachelor's. Um, you know, my very first job outside the Marine Corps, I was working at a, a target distribution center. There I was pushing packages and slicing up boxes and reloading shelves and, and doing all the online orders and stuff. And right. I was working, I, I was a temp employee at the time. And I was working next to like ex-cons and druggies and all this other stuff, man. And it right. was just like, it was a huge fall from grace for me, man, because it's like, here I was this, you know, well-respected sergeant that just got off the drill field. And here I am working with all these people that I, that like, you know, just got out of jail, different stuff like that. And I was just like, dude, what the hell did I do? You know, I, I, I went through these bouts where, you know, I, I had things happen to me where it's like, you know, PTSD kicked in, different things like that kicked in and, mm. and just, and just going through all the stressors of life. And I, I, start, I started to really have some downward spirals, man, where 
there was a couple of times where, where I almost freaking off myself, dude, because I was just like, you know, I made a mistake. I, I, I had determined that I made a mistake. But luckily, you know, I had my wife's support. You know, I had my faith that, that helped me to keep pushing forward, you know. And it's like I ended up finally starting in school in December of that year. And I start, things got a little bit better as school started. Started getting a little bit better direction. I, I ended up getting, I ended up getting a job from uh, from Apple doing like tech support and stuff like from home. Where How'd I get, you land like, that? Calls. I, I, you know what, man? It was honestly by chance, man. It was, it was, you know, you know, it was just bad looking out for me or something, man. Because I was looking That's online awesome. trying to find jobs, and I found this part. It was like part time college or part time position for U of A college student. And I seen it, and like they sent me a computer and everything. The only oh, thing wow. was that, yeah, yeah, they sent me a computer to work out of and a headset and everything. They're like, hey, but you got to have a dedicated office to work out of. Right. And I'm like, with no interruptions. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I went, I took, I, 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 the, the, the closet, the, the room that I was in, it had a decent sized closet. I like right. moved everything out of the way. I pushed a really small desk in there and I put the computer in there. And so, when I would be working, I would just close the door and I'd be working out of my office, which was a closet, dude. I'm inside this little ass closet working, <laughs> doing tech support. I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with your iPhone? Oh, yeah, yeah. Reset it. You know, do this and this and that, you know. And I, it was just, it was that mentality, man. It was that mentality that, you know, you go through struggles, you go through things in life where you feel like, you feel like it's the end. You feel like, like, man. What, what am I doing here? Am, am I wasting the space? Am I this and that? But when you can actually take those shots, those, those words captive, those thoughts captive, and actually look past them and, and say, hey, you know what? This is all temporary. This is all for a great, this is part of the grinding process. You can actually push past a lot of it, you know, because I kept, I kept wearing down on a lot of my, I kept like focusing in on a lot of my failures and sitting right. there and being like, man, I, I have a misstep. I'm a failure now. I'm, I, I failed. And I think that with the veteran community, a lot of us have that same issue that we start to look past to like the glory days. We say, man, back in the day, this and this and that. And then like right now, your life that you got going on in front of you, you don't focus on it. That's why you see a lot of vets that just don't succeed. You know what I mean? Because they're too focused on the past or they're too focused on their current failures. And, you know, there's this quote that I really love that's like I've, I've tattooed it on my mind and it's by Zig Ziglar. And it says that, you know, failure, failure is an event, not a person. So when you think about that, you know, it's a single event or, you know, through life, you're going to have multiple failures. You're going to fail multiple times. It's going to happen. you got to take it. You know, what do we do when we do operations in the Marine Corps? When you have a field op or you have a mission, you, you have a debrief immediately afterwards and you do your after action reports. Do, do, do commanders sit there and go like, oh man, that mission was asked, it totally failed. Like, Right. Put your head down, never leave the wire again. No, you actually go back and say, all right, what did we do good? What did we do bad? What can we learn so that we can adjust our SOPs and push forward for the next mission? You know, that's the same thing that people have to do with their everyday life. You know, instead of taking that L and, and moping about it and being depressed and wanting to, you know, off themselves or different things like that, look at it as a learning opportunity and say, oh, you know what? I can do better. I can fix this. I can do this and I can strive forward. And, you know, it has to do with that mindset that it's not something that's, that's, that's going to break you, but it's actually going to sharpen you. No, that's, and, and I, that's like, that's actually a really good point. So I've had a lot of people and 
I don't want this to come across like I'm complaining because I embrace it. I tell people all the time when I say I'm always available 24 hours a day, any day or night, time, day or night, it doesn't matter. I have people hit me up at midnight, people at all different types of time telling me the different struggles that they're going through. And I do everything I can to put myself in a position, even when I'm going through hard times to where I can help other people, because I like to give off that type of aura to people. And also that type of uh, positivity travels pretty far. So, you know, some of the things that people say, like they, they feel that they, they can't do certain things. And like you said, they reminisce to the times back to when things were. And even with me, like sometimes let's say I take time out of the weight room, right? Like, oh man, I, I remember when I used to be able to bench this much and now I can't do it or whatever. Just like you said, a lot of people, they look back on the past and, and, and see what they were used to be able to do. So like, wh what's the type of advice that you tell people that have that constant like mentality about how life is where like, they just feel like the, the glass is half empty and not half full. Well, you know what? I, I always tell people for the people that are always reflecting on the past or reflecting on their failures. I just tell them like, this is your reps. You know, like if you compare it to the gym, every single little failure you have is your rep. And what happens when you do, when you go to failure in the gym, you know, the muscle fibers tear down and you actually get stronger. You build a bigger muscle that way. Mm. And so I, I tell them that like, Hey, you're putting in reps right now. All of this is going to do what this is going to do for you. It's actually going to, it's going to add to your story. Like imagine when you actually, you know, when, when you actually start to talk to people and people ask you about your background, what you've been through, you're actually going to have a story to tell if you don't quit, if you keep pushing and if you right. keep going, you know? And I think the, the another thing that that's really important to think about, you know, if you want to have a strong mind, if you want to have, you know, the grit to keep pushing forward despite your failures is you've got to stop thinking about what other people think about you. It, like, it, honestly, if you can free yourself of what other people think about you, it, it, it will release you and make you capable of doing just about anything you want to do with your life. Because there's too many people like I, I, I kind of laugh and I feel bad for people when they say like, oh, this is to all my haters or, you know, something to where they're referring to their haters, you know, because nine out of 10 times, all those people, they're fictional. You really don't have haters. You really don't have like the majority of people aren't really thinking about you throughout their day. They're right. thinking about themselves and that's it. And it's foolish to sit there and be like, oh, what's so-and-so going to think? You know what so-and-so is going to think? <laughs> Nothing, because they're not thinking about you. Same thing with like social media, man. A lot of people look at social media and they measure themselves to other people. They say, I'm, oh, I'm guilty of that sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be and, completely honest. You know, and you become a slave, man. You become a slave to that. It's kind of like the whole, you know, keeping up with the Joneses thing, you know. If you're focused That's on what other point. people, if you're, if you're focused on what other people are doing, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rob you of your joy of what you're doing right now. Because, you know, a couple of things that, you know, like when I see people online and they're doing stuff, I like, I'm now I've reached, I've reached that maturity where I feel happy for people. You know, I see you doing your podcast. I see people, you know, you see me, man, I, you, I'm always in your DMS and I'm like, Hey dude, good job, bro. You know, Hey, like, keep it up, man. You're always positive. I'll give you that always. Yeah, and man. you're always yeah. like, like helping me out, like keeping my head high. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Not, not a problem, bro. And, you know, the, the reason I do that is because I've moved past the whole, you know, having to compare myself or having to need, um, you know, affirmation from other people as far as like on social media. Because the way I look at social media, man, it's like it's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel for for it's like 
our own personal ESPN highlight reel. When you watch, when you watch SportsCenter, they only show all the really cool plays where people make touchdowns. That's the same thing with social media. People are only showing what their best parts of their day or like week that. or month is, you know? And so you don't know, you don't know what a, if you see someone buying a brand new car, it's a car that you wanted. You don't know what, what they had to do to earn it. You don't know if they're maxed out on debt and freaking, you know, they got debt out, out their eyeballs and they're just trying to flex to impress other people too. You don't know the circumstances behind all those things. So why measure yourself to something that's, that's not real? You know what I mean? Focus on yourself, ignore all the noise of everybody else. Admit that there's no other, you know, no other people really hating on you and just dive in, man. And that's going to free you up a lot to have this mentality. It's just, you know, like I grind now, I work now simply because I love to, like I want to, like I don't get tired of doing the stuff that I like to do because I'm just focused on me. Like anybody that follows me on my social media, like I'll post stuff, like I'll post memes to make people laugh, but like, it's honestly just a way for me to like, the way I look at it now, it's just a way of like, hey, if you want to peek into my life of what I'm doing, cool, you're welcome to see it. But it's not in, it's not for like, I can get zero likes on it and I'll still be okay with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's because I don't care about it. I just care that for the, like my mom and people that follow me, like they can see what I'm doing on a daily basis. That's about it. That's all I really use it for, you know? So th- those are some of the things that I would tell someone else, man, because, you know, it can only be detrimental to how your performance if you focus on those things too much in the wrong ways. You know, if you focus on what other people think, how many likes you're getting on stuff, all of that thing will affect you eventually. And it won't help you out at all. No, you're, like I said, like, I, I feel like you're speaking to my soul right now because, <laughs> listen, I'm not the type of person that likes to, to, to hide behind this camera and, and try to make it seem like I'm invincible. I think I do a pretty good job at showing people I'm human. Like, and when I'm wrong, like I'll be the first one to admit it. And you know, I I do that sometimes, you know, everything you just said in the last two minutes, I feel like you were subliminally talking to me because you know, I'll post something. And sometimes I, I view my progress off of what other people think, or if they click the thumbs up and all this other stuff, you know, because you start watching these videos of, Oh, you, you, you have to get this many subscribers. You have to, you know, do this. And mm-hmm. it does become addicting. And sometimes you stop enjoying what you're doing because of it. And, you know, I, I kind of did that a little bit when I was doing my fitness videos and, you know, which I should, I shouldn't be surprised on because then I get videos that like blew up for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with doing this podcast, it's almost like I want like instant victory, but you know, yeah. I know that I got to take my time to, you know, to, to develop this. And it'll come with time as long as you, you know, everything is pure right here, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's, you, like I said, man, it's, it's like taking off some shackles, man, because you're like, you know, what you do now is, is once you can free yourself, you can say, Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter what Levine has. It doesn't matter what my neighbor has. Like they've got their piece. I'm going to work on mine and you're free, man. It, it's, it's, it's really freeing. Like, feeling and that alone right there gives you the mindset to just keep going through any struggle you've got because you're no longer like it's bad enough to fail and then look and be comparing yourself to someone else because then it's almost like you're looking up at a bar that's like impossible to reach when when you fail and all you're looking at your only competition is yourself all you have to do is get back up and go forward you don't have to look up to some you know un 
unattainable measure that you just put in front of yourself because you're not measuring yourself to anybody else. You're measuring yourself to yourself and that's it. You, you should be able to look at yourself in the mirror every day and say, hey, did I improve on yesterday? Good. All right, cool. I can go to sleep tonight. You know, that's all that you should be worrying about, man. Love it. I love it, man. Yeah. Like, I wish we had more time, man. It's just, I would be honest. You made it so easy for me to, to create clips from this podcast, man. You literally dropped so many jewels. And every time you saw me go like that, that was literally me like acknowledging the fact that you just created like this whole little like epiphany moment. And I know a lot of like the actual viewers are getting out of it because I can see the comments coming into like the chat. So, I mean, if it's, if it was up to me, I would love to have you on for like some more sessions and I got some more live. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, man, this is uh, so many things going on with this but I got some more live ideas of things I plan on doing and I might even start tomorrow. So I'll definitely be contacting you. I want to have multiple people on and I got a couple different uh, subject ideas of, of what I want to do with the channel. That's going to kind of like continue on with the whole veteran influencers mindset. But I don't know. So, so if you can the real quick, cause we got a couple minutes. If you can look back and, and speak to either PFC Frosto or, or Sergeant Frosto that was transitioning out, or just to the viewers in general, like if you were trying to talk to their soul, like I felt like you did to me a couple of times in, in the sessions, what do you want to leave the, what do you want to leave them with? What I want to leave them with is, you know, free, free yourself, like clear your mind and just free yourself from unnecessary expectations that you put on yourself. Like do avoid comparison, avoid comparison to other people, like be your own self. And, and don't remember that social media is just a, it's a highlight reel. It's not actually, it's not actually people's real lives. It's the high points in their lives. Don't measure yourself off of that because it's unrealistic. And all it's going to do for you is create pain. And most importantly, don't do anything. Don't, don't do life by yourself. As human beings, we actually, we're, 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 we're creatures of, of, of community. We're supposed to be interacting with other people. If right. you try to go through these downturns by yourself, you're going to fail. Like I, I've personally gone through it myself to where I felt like, like almost going off the deep end completely. And I'm very fortunate that I had people there for me when I did. Otherwise I probably wouldn't be here talking to you guys today. So your mental health's important. Work on that. That's what's going to give you a strong mind is being able to remove all the weeds all the things that, that, that you don't need in your life. I, I was taking notes too. Cause tomorrow, you know, when we do our, uh, our, our post podcast debrief, man, I want to, I want to bring some of these points up and uh, have you like re-elaborate on that. But um, I just want to say, thank you so much. I know my, I know the, uh, the veteran influencers community that are out there that are watching this video or that they are going to watch the different segments uh, afterwards, man. They thank you, man. And, and, me personally, from Chris speaking, man, like I only try to put people on here that have had a big impact on me, at least in the beginning, the big impact on me. And then that, or you've had a big impact on some type of community. So there's a couple people that I'm going to have on in the future that I don't really know them personally, but I know that they have a big impact on some type of community. But I just want to say, man, thank you from the bottom of my heart, man, for being the person that you are from text messages, like texting me just to fucking uh, let me say, hey, you're killing it, man, out there, man. Keep your head up. Continue pushing. 
uh, and just keeping positive vibes going, man, because like I said, just judging from the people in the chat, the people that came to support you, the people that were supporting like your different pages, you know, talking about, oh, that's my drill instructor and everything, <laughs> the, your reputation that, that like is literally high. You have a really high reputation in, in the Marine Corps and just amongst those that know you, man. I just want to say salute. I want to give your flowers while you're, you know, saying while you're here. My pleasure, brother. Hey, for everybody that's watching, thank you guys for, for tuning in and listening. Hey, please be sure to follow my pages. Uh, I guess what? I actually did make it to the stock market. I am a stockbroker now. And uh, hey, follow, follow me on all my pages. It's just Hugo Frosto. I've got business pages. You can follow me on my personal pages too. I've got a website, a blog. Um, it's called Reform Veteran, reformveteran.com. Um, on there, I do a lot of blogs, a lot of, uh, you know, articles, and I talk a lot about the stuff that I'm talking about right now, um, you know, transitioning out of the military, investing, um, family life, faith, different things that, that, that mean a lot to me. Uh, feel free to follow me there and subscribe to my newsletter. Yes, please. And when we push the videos out, we're going to have all of uh, Hugo's information, all his social media and everything. Uh, we'll be doing some more promotions uh, until the actual video comes uh, back out because we're going to edit this video a little bit. And um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for joining. You guys are the reason why we continue to grow. Thank you for all those that donated. Thank you for all those that um, just jumped in here just to say what's up. You didn't have that much time. You guys are going to be the reason why this uh, platform continues to grow. And because of that, you guys motivate us to continue. Like I said, I was saying earlier, is I have some more like actual live sessions that I plan on doing. And we're going to continue to make this, this, this is going to be huge, man. I want to get to a point to where this platform is so big that when I get a veteran to come on here, like just the support from you guys alone just helps to boost them up, you know? So I, I just want to say thank you to all of you guys, all the viewers. And uh, once again, thank you to uh, uh, Hugo for taking time out of your day, out of your week, then, you know, sending the, the post out and all that type of stuff, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure, brother. It was good chatting with you, man. We gotta Absolutely. do it again. Soon. Absolutely. We gotta do this again. For sure, man. All right, talk to you later, man. All right, brother. Appreciate you.